Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode 18 of Seeking Witchcraft. As always, it's me, Ashley. And today I'm going to be talking all about your BOS, which is also known as your Book of Shadows. So I think the timing of this episode is actually pretty great. Right after I finished composing my notes for this, I actually saw a bunch of people all of a sudden talking about this on random witchy Facebook groups that I'm a part of. People were sharing what their BOS looked like. People were talking about what do you have in a BOS. People were asking what even is a BOS. So I was like, oh, wow, this is great because I am actually going to do a whole episode on that. So that's what we're going to be doing today. (laughs) So yeah, I mean, As I mentioned, it's really common to see people asking a lot about this. I mean, what is a BOS? You know, how do you even start one? You know, what should you have in it? Is it even necessary to have? I mean, can't you just go buy a spell book at Barnes & Noble? (laughs) A lot of different questions can come up with this. So I'm going to go ahead and cover some of the basic things about it. Um, And I'm also going to have a pretty big list of things that you can consider to include in your BOS. Um, I'll get to that in a moment, but before I start, I just want to say thank you. Um, I had another monthly supporter on their own accord um, volunteer to support the podcast through my Anchor uh, website, so thank you so much to Stephanie who signed up to do this. That was so incredibly kind of you. Um, Yeah, thank you. (laughs) It was very unexpected. Uh, unfortunately, my platform doesn't give me the contact information of the people who do support the podcast. So Stephanie, if you're listening, please, please, please get in contact with me. I would love to personally thank you. As always, you can message me on um, Facebook, which I have my like page as Seeking Witchcraft, on Twitter at Seek Witchcraft or Instagram at Seeking Witchcraft. And if none of those three are really what you're trying to do, you can always just send me a private email. (laughs) And my email address is seekingwitchcraft at gmail.com. So thank you again, Stephanie. I really, really appreciate that. That was super kind. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, there's a option on my website, which is anchor.fm slash seekingwitchcraft, where you can support the podcast through a monthly donation. I've never personally asked for people to do this, but just know if you do decide that you want to do that, I wholeheartedly appreciate it and I promise you that all the money that I'd be getting which is on a you know it's not a substantial amount by any means but I promise you that anything that I get from that goes directly back into this podcast (laughs) so yeah so all right speaking of which I'm going to play a quick ad so this is actually a perfect time to get a piece of paper and a pencil or a pen um, to write down what I'm going to talk about a little bit later in this podcast is As I mentioned, I have a very substantial list of things you can consider for your BOS. So uh, grab a notebook and I'll meet you guys back here in about 30 seconds. All right, welcome back. So where to start? What is a book of shadows? And not only what is a book of shadows, but is there a difference between that and let's say a grimoire? Okay, well... A book of shadows can be thought of like a journal or maybe perhaps a diary of your magical journey. 
I'm going to get into a little bit more detail about this in a moment. But a grimoire, on the other hand, is a collection of spells, rituals, magical information that's been tested, recorded, and passed down between witches or magicians. You can kind of think of it like this. So let's pretend you were writing a cookbook. Your BOS, or again, your Book of Shadows, would be a record of, you know, perhaps maybe the different recipes that you were testing out just to see what works, what tastes best, what doesn't work, what tastes terrible, what did you burn. (laughs) Um, You'd maybe also put other information in there too, aside from recipes, such as maybe a list of food that you can use in place of one of one another. For example, maybe you write down that you can use shallots instead of onions if you don't happen to have any onions, even though I feel like shallots is a odd ingredient to have on hand if you don't have an onion. (laughs) Um, But perhaps you could also record the dates and put in some notes of when you tried out different recipes. And for example, maybe you were making chocolate chip cookies and you make a note of saying, okay, when I add a quarter cup of sugar more, this is how it turns out. Or when I added couple more tablespoons of butter, this is what happened. You kind of get the gist, I'm sure. (laughs) Meanwhile, a grimoire would be perhaps your grandmother's recipe book, a book that, you know, the family has used for a really long time, or maybe even a top-rated recipe book from Barnes & Noble (laughs) that perhaps another author wrote, and it's a book that might have been around for a long time. So in this example, Your BOS and the grimoires are both cookbooks and they're both filled with recipes and information relating to food and cooking. But your BOS is like a rough draft of what you've been doing while the published author or your grandmother's book has gone through its final revisions and it's been shown to have pretty perfected recipes over a long period of time. Well, hopefully, anyway. (laughs) Now, of course, like all things in witchcraft, People can have completely differing views on the difference between a BOS and a grimoire. In fact, some people might not even think that they're anything different and they might use the words interchangeably. So that's important to know too. There's also a different opinion of what exactly to include in this. And as always with my usual disclaimer, um, you know, this episode isn't representative of Gardnerian tradition. This is just completely my own view on the difference between them and what to include. And to give you an example, my high priest Sassafras and I actually have a bit of a differing opinion of what grimoires are. That being said, I will give him his credit. He does a lot with grimoires, so <laughs> he probably has a little bit of a better opinion on this than I do. But for the sake of just basic witchcraft Wicca, I'm just going to compare it to a grimoire is an older book that's had information passed down and a BOS is a more personalized book where it's kind of like a magical journal of your experiences throughout your witchcraft life. Like what spell worked and what would you change? What would you alter? When did you do it for, you know, et cetera. All right. So (laughs) now that I've used this cookbook analogy, I mean, honestly, what's the difference between a recipe and a spell? They're kind of, kind of similar if you get what I'm saying. Uh, (laughs) Let's go a little bit deeper into what a BOS can actually contain. So as I mentioned with my opinion, your BOS is your own personal book that could be however you want it to be. So you can include or exclude whatever you want in it. Again, What I suggest is just ideas for you to consider, but if something I say doesn't jive with you, that's completely fine too, because 
your BOS can be seen as a rough draft. And it's important to know that it does not need to be perfect or Pinterest or Instagram or Tumblr ready when you're creating it, (laughs) which brings me to a very important message that isn't exactly about BOSs, but it's in the realm of this, but really in the realm of witchcraft. So here we go. Important PSA. (laughs) Witchcraft is about getting your hands dirty. It's about trying out a ton of different things and seeing what works for you and what doesn't work for you. Notice I also add in that part saying for you. It's really, really, really important to not stress over every little detail, especially when you're first starting out as a beginner. It's so, so, so common (laughs) to want to do things quote unquote perfect each time. And to not want to try things out or write them down until you're sure that, you know, this is the best and this is the most correct information I can find about XYZ. But I'm going to let you in on a secret. You're not going to find the perfect formula or spell or ritual or whatever online. It's just not going to happen. Magic is something that is tailored to you and your own personal energies. It's experimental and it's very, 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 very easy to fall into that armchair, oh my gosh, yeah, that armchair witch mentality when you're nervous to try to spell since you're unsure what to do. Which brings me to the next point of, I find that it's really common for people, especially when they're first starting out, to want to just quote unquote, tell them the answers or, you know, tell them what to do. And sure, there are a lot of sources out there that can help assist with this, such as books or training groups or help, even podcasts. I mean, hello. (laughs) But, you know, as I say in nearly all my episodes, whatever magic and witchcraft that you do, you have to decide what's right for you and you have to know how it works best for you. So it's so incredibly important to not get wrapped up in this idea that, your spell needs to be perfectly written or have the have to have the absolute best astrological or moon phase timing or that each page of your BOS looks like it could be ripped right out of Pinterest or Tumblr or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. You're not going to make any progress without making mistakes here and there and learning what to do. And this is all part of the journey. So my point with this message is that If you've held up starting a BOS or hell, if you've held up even just casting your first circle or doing your first spell because you're not sure of exactly what to like, what to do, what or like how to have it, um, or say with your BOS, say you want to make the first couple pages super artistic or something related to that, just remember that your BOS and witchcraft and your experience and your journey in this is for you and only for you. So. Go ahead and make a bunch of scribbles and use up half a jar of whiteout. Not that I have any experience with that, of course. <laughs> or, you know, rip out a page in the beginning because you're not liking the way that maybe a certain drawing that you put in your BOS looks. It's completely fine because your BOS is meant to house those progressions in your journey. So don't be ashamed of them and don't worry about what yours, quote unquote, should look like. Because just like your spells and your rituals, they're all customized to you. Which one other thing I will say, I've had a couple people ask me about buying spell books online or whatever. I don't necessarily think that that's a terrible idea, but I will say whatever spell book that you buy or whatever spell you find online or on, I don't know, whatever website, I would say 
it's not a bad idea to use them, but I would recommend using them as a guide because you want to change out what doesn't work for you. If this spell says that you need to use rose quartz, but all you have is regular quartz, then that's fine. Substitute it out. And this is actually a great idea to use your BOS to write down the variation of the spell that you made and see how it turned out. Things like that. Uh, it's really important to customize things and use them as a guy because it's about your personal energy. Alrighty, I'm going to get off my soapbox. <laughs> so now that I'm done with my motivational message of the day in, re- in regards to witchcraft and Wicca, here is going to be my massive list of things that you can include in your BOS. And I'm just going to run straight through it. And here we go, guys. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's pretty long. So rest in peace. All right. Um, on your first page, some people like to include a cover page or a page with a warning to keep out. You can also draw a sigil, which I promise I'm going to have an episode on sigils one day. It's coming, guys. I promise. But if you know what a sigil is, <laughs> sometimes people draw and create a sigil on their first cover page for protection or their, um, not the cover page, but like the front of the journal, whatever. Uh, yes, I, I will have an episode on sigils in the future, I promise. <laughs> you can also have a page dedicated on how to cast a circle, you know, which is a, an episode that I did. So if you're trying to figure out how to do that, you know, you can take some advice or <laughs> take some information from that episode. Uh, you can also have a list of spells, including their ingredients and instructions a page on various herbs and their properties. Definitely don't forget to include the ones that you have easy access to in your spice cabinet. Don't overlook that, guys. Just because you haven't gone to your local witchy shop and bought an overpriced bag of myrrh (laughs) doesn't mean that you shouldn't look to see what's in your spice cabinet that you have available to you. You can also write a page about oils, the different properties of the differing types and any recipes you've created. This also goes for both base oils and essential oils. So for example, you could talk about the differences in using almond versus olive oil as a carrier, and then maybe talk about the properties of something like peppermint oil. You can have a page on pictures, including various symbols, such as what the elements look like, or maybe a pentacle versus a pentagram, how to draw the directional pentagrams or pentacles or things such as like a banishing pentagram. You can have a section including the differing moon phases and their meanings. So this also goes for astrological symbols, which you can have also including the dates of birth, what it and things like what does it mean for the moon to be in cancer? Um, yeah, you can have a whole page just on that. <laughs> you can have pages on upcoming dates of important events such as Sabbaths at spots, which are meetings during full moons new moon dates or records of when spell workings have materialized. That is a very important one. You can also have a page on the different traditions, which I do talk about in one of my episodes. So, you know, that's also an idea. (laughs) You can go back and listen to that one, the different type of witchcraft traditions. You can make a page just about the books that you've purchased on the subject of witcha, or oh my God, witcha, wow, wicca and witchcraft. Uh, this would also be a helpful place to make a note of any friends who borrowed them and when. So if you're like me or my high priest who loves to hand out books, it's not a bad idea to have a record of who has what. You can also have a page for questions you've had during your journey and you can include the dates, which I would definitely recommend. So for example, 
Let's say you had a fleeting thought and you were curious about what moon phase corresponds best, best with a particular working, say, I don't know, abundance of money. You can try to revisit that question after trying some spells or workings to see if you have an answer for yourself. This would also be a fun place to see how your questions within the craft grow and develop over time. And if you're immensely answering my moon phase question with saying like, oh, maybe doing that on the new moon because you're like growing and that's abundance and money. This all goes back to this is about your personal energies and your personal spell working. So you got to see how it works for you. (laughs) So you know, the new moon might not be the best moon face for you to work in for a spell like that, for example. And this would be a great place to document that. Okay. You can have a page on the various gods and their correspondence, including some goddesses that you're interested in, or maybe just a list of gods that you've heard about that maybe you want to revisit just to kind of have a, like a Google, you can say on like, who's this, who's that. You can make a list of different witchy stores in your areas or places that you can visit to spend time in nature. So for example, maybe you went to a local winery or something. And while you were at the winery, there was like this particular spot where you just felt the magic in the air. You know, you can make a list of that. Uh, You can also have a list of the different type of incenses, including blends you may have created and notes on how each one affects your craft. So for example... If you're casting a circle and you're using frankincense, how does that affect your circle casting and your state of mind versus using, let's say, pine or myrrh or English lavender or maybe frankincense and myrrh together or dragon's blood? Could be an interesting place to talk about the different types of incenses, how they affect your mindset and how they affect your circle casting or maybe even your spell work. You can have a bunch of pages on that. (laughs) Uh, Of course, you can also have a page on chakra points and meditation prompts that you could review, such as like a chakra meditation. You can also have an entire section on the wheel of the year. This one can be super lengthy with a page dedicated to each Sabbath, or you could just have it really short with a page dedicated to an image of the wheel itself, which is sometimes easier to do. Just print off a picture and paste it in your book. (laughs) You can also have a page on tools that you would have or would like or what to use on your altar or what to have on your altar. You can, you know, even draw a picture of a general altar setup or a setup for what you do in circle and have that in your book. You can have a page dedicated to runes or crystals and their meanings. And of course, an entire section just for divination. So for example, a page explaining how to read palms or maybe just read your own palms. So you can kind of go back and reference it if you ever have any questions. A uh, cheat sheet for a tarot deck, instructions on how to create a scrying mirror. The possibilities are honestly just endless. <laughs> you can do a lot. So as you can probably see, this list can go on and on. But you can also probably figure out things that you may not want to bother adding or things that you might not be super into. So for example, I'm not huge into essential oil, so I might not bother adding a ton of information in there other than perhaps maybe oils I already have at home, just because I don't really plan on buying anymore. And, and if I were to use oils in my craft, I'd probably only use what I already have. But I might be in like super into something like the various moon phases for things. So I might spend a bit more time on that section than on others. It really, really depends on you. Another thing I want to add is that I mentioned this briefly when I was talking about the Wheel of the Year. 
it is absolutely okay to type up your notes and paste them in a journal. I don't care what people say. I know, you know, pen on paper is great because you are putting the energy into your book and it does have a little bit more of oomph, you can say, and the pages get weathered down more. But guys, if you're like me and you won't write unless you type it out and paste it in your journal, it's better to write than to not write. There's nothing wrong with pasting pictures in your BOS or pasting word or text blocks or whatever, especially if your handwriting is not what you would like it to be. So putting that PSA out there, guys, feel free to do that. (laughs) One big thing I would suggest, especially for the pages where you will have your rituals and spells, definitely, definitely, definitely leave some room for notes or at least have a page next to it or maybe just the other side of it blank. I say this as I believe it's so important to be able to have a place to record where your spell was cast and comment on anything particular you may have felt. So, you know, I think it's just a good idea to have reference for what your, when your spell does actualize. You can have an idea of how long it took or if there's something you need to tweak. And if it doesn't actualize, then this would actually be a really good place to take notes of what you'll change from the base of your spell next time. So maybe you'll change the moon phase. Maybe you'll change the candles that were used or the incense blend that happened or maybe you'll add something to your spell or take something out this is just a good place to write down your notes about that uh yeah so once you feel that you've gotten to a comfortable place with whatever you have in your bos i'd say that you can feel free to move it over into a grimoire which in my view is of course just a more finalized version with your bos being more of like a rough draft version of your progression through this journey of witchcraft and wicca i'd also give one more suggestion for your bos and grimoire that it's not a bad idea to have it in something where you can easily add or remove pages and no you know it doesn't have to be this super special leather-bound book that costs hundreds of dollars (laughs) i see a ton of bos's that are just bullet journals you know i myself have one that has clips on the side where pages can be put in or out of it and Honestly, guys, some of my information is written just on like regular ass line paper. <laughs> you know, why I would suggest having at least something or someplace nice to keep your collection. For the love of all the gods out there, it does not need to be expensive and it doesn't have to be fancy. <laughs> and in fact, some people, especially those in the broom closet, might prefer to have something a little bit more low key so that it doesn't attract attention. So just something to keep in mind, but it's really your call. Okay, well, that's all I have for today. (laughs) I hope you guys were able to take something important out of this. Thank you so much for listening. You know, as always, I mentioned earlier, you can follow me on my socials or at my website, which I briefly mentioned earlier, which is anchor.fm slash seekingwitchcraft. There's also an option on there, which I've mentioned briefly before, but you can send me a message on my website. So like a voice message, I mean. So definitely feel free to do that. I'd love to hear your guys' voices. You guys have been hearing my voice for 18 episodes, so (laughs) I'd love to hear what uh, you guys sound like. So yeah, so that's pretty much all I have for now. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will speak with you all very, very soon. All right, bye-bye. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.